Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, featuring fresh and lively commentary on all things Primal, including Q&A sessions with Primal Blueprint founder, Mark Sisson, special guest interviews hosted by Mark Sisson, and conversations with Primal Blueprint authors and other health and fitness experts. The show is presented by Damage Control, Master Formula, the world's most potent multivitamin, mineral, antioxidant, anti-aging supplement. Available at primalblueprint.com. Past episodes are available for download or to review written summaries at blog.primalblueprint.com. And now, introducing your host, L. Russ. Hey everyone, welcome to the show. Today we have a repeat offender, Cassie Parks. She was previously on episode 128. She's an amazing lifestyle design strategist. Living a life she loves. She's a best selling author, international speaker, and amazing life coach whose passion is leading others to really live the life that they've been dreaming about. And she certainly does. And she's just sort of a fan favorite. And so we wanted to have her back talking about um, one of several books she's published, but called Double Your Business. So if you're interested in uh, doubling your business, and I know we've got a lot of entrepreneurs and health coaches and people in that sort of individual trying to break out. Uh, on your own uh, type of project, you know, trajectory, this will be a really great um, talk for you to think about some of the more philosophical and sort of deep rooted things around this topic versus just uh, getting the actual actions done that need to happen. So welcome to the show, Cassie. Thank you. Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to hang out with you and um, all of your listeners. You know, you, like you say, run the hottest manifesting money party in town, uh, <laughs> online called Manifest 10K. And you also have a book on Amazon Manifest 10,000. I've actually been through it. It's amazing. And um, you have so many great success stories from that. And if anyone wants to really hear about that, they can go back to that former episode. And, you know, of course, feel free to chime in with one. But let's talk about double your business. Because, gosh, you know, like I said in the intro, a lot of people, especially who are listening to our podcast or in the health field, are like individual coaches or personal trainers or, you know, then personal trainers are taking it to a new level and maybe they're, you know, doing videos online and it doesn't even matter nowadays. Also, life coaching, coaching, you know, so you know this so well and you're so successful at it. And I always want to point out to everyone that Cassie is a multiple property owner and lives at the Four Seasons, which I love to top that off with. <laughs> really good, really good life, good with money. Um, so, so gosh, I mean, where did double your business come from? And you already did manifest ten thousand, and then what was the next step there to do to do that? Yeah. So, um, you know, manifest ten thousand was first. It really came just you know guidance. And also, you know, I mentioned on the episode before, like really what I needed for myself in that moment. And so double your business sort of started playing out right after, you know, I created manifest 10,000. I just didn't see it yet. You know, but what I, you know, after I launched that program, it was awesome. I love the way it works. You know, it's pay after you manifest. It's great. I made, you know, good money off of it the first year, more money than I had ever made as a coach. I made the first year after I quit my corporate job. So I was really excited and, and, um, loved what was going on, but I was like, well, I want to take my business to the next level, but I don't really want to work much harder. You know, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to go back to working 60 to 80 hours a week, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I left my corporate job because I wanted the freedom of, you know, working 20 to 40 hours a week. And, and so 
what I started doing was really, I came up with this. I said, okay, like what's the, what's the income intention? And I just got real quiet for a second. It was $500,000. I'm like, well, I don't know how that's going to happen, but okay, let's play with this. And, you know, so what I did is, and then, I, you know, a couple of days later, it was like, okay, I want to make this in a really easy way, like from my bed and my balcony. Cause I was actually at the time, I was not living at the Four Seasons yet. I was living in a studio apartment. Uh, so my bed was in my living room, was in my office, is everything is one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Very convenient. Very convenient. Yeah. yeah. So I said, this is how I want to make it. And just in this very, you know, which meant, more, you know, that it felt good, like hanging out on the balcony or, you know, working from bed, whatever, just really felt really good. And so I started stepping in, okay, like who is that person and started stepping into that version of myself and doing all of these, these exercises and things like that. And we just kind of led down the path to meeting a mentor who really helped me open my business up in a new way, write my first book, all of it, like literally just led, like she just showed up in my life and I was like, Oh, I need to call her. You know, one of those things where, you know, we talked on, I found her on Thursday, we talked on Friday and Monday. I was like starting her program just happened to be starting on Monday kind of thing. And yeah. And so then I just started working. And what I realized when I looked back, um, I started working with my clients in the same sort of manner. Like how do we step into our future selves? And I could see all of the things that I had done along the way. And then that I started teaching, you know, other clients. And the first person I ever took through the workshop, you know, she doubled her business in 10 days after we finished working together. Wow. I mean, that's, that's not, Proof of the pudding. Yeah. And you know, people might be asking, and again, they can go back to, you know, episode 128 for the details. But, you know, when you said you stepped into it, you really did. Sometimes, you know, you lived across from the Four Seasons, you know, you took the different routes home and you got off the Exodus. If you were going there, there were little touches. You would hung out the Four Seasons, you'd go get a massage there. And, you know, stepping into the role, acting as if you're already living the life of the end result of the intention of where you want to be, you know, and you added to that and you can. Sometimes you can if you're distant from that, but your manifesting abilities are amazing and you should absolutely be teaching everyone about them. And I also (laughs) want to mention on your 10K course, uh, which is free, like you said, it's just, you know, you, you pay a percentage afterwards of whatever you manifest, but you have these amazing, you know, 10 to 15 minute little audio, little podcast clips sort of per day of like, I think you have, how many do you have? Like 30 of them, right? Or yeah. Like, yeah, there's about 30. Yeah. And they're so great because it's then every day you've got this little snippet of you sort of coaching and giving examples and tips and little practices, and they are all so valuable. And, um, I think that's what everyone loves about you is that you really do put this stuff, you know, you're practicing You're it's, it's the practice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's what makes all the difference in the world. And I, I thank you for, you know, acknowledging that because it's one of my favorite things to, you know, that's, I always wanted to be that coach that wasn't just telling you what to do, but like I do it every day. You know, I always do like I did, you know, the double your business workshop. I was working that before I taught it to other people. Even when I changed, you know, we mentioned the manifest 10 K program. It used to be called money, money, money. And even before I changed it over, I'm like, all right, when I rewrite the program, I'm going to do it again because I want to always be doing whatever I ask my people to do, whatever I'm coaching on. Um, double your business. So what are some basic tips? I mean, obviously you and I both believe, and that's why I even introed it, which is, 
you know, thoughts become things <laughs> and, and what you focus on, you get. And so, you know, what are you thinking? What are you feeling? Right. You know, what are you intending? What are you visualizing? And so, you know, to a lot of people that's hippy dippy, but what it is, is, and I think, you know, it's, it's, it's something that a lot of people need to just add to the practical stuff they're doing because that's the missing element and why not? Let's try it. So for some of the people that may not be into what you and I are into that way, how, what would be a couple of good tips for people on, you know, they're starting out or they're an entrepreneur in some way and they really, they really want, you know, an, a quantum leap, you know, they want to double it. Yeah. I love this question. So really the first thing I always work with my clients on is getting clear. So it's so easy. So often we'll say like, I want to double my business. Or I want to quantum leap. I want to, you know, have the best year yet. We're, you know, we're still in that sort of new year's phase where it's like, this is going to be my year. But the thing that I see where people get off track, aren't as successful as they want is they don't actually get clear on what that means. So if you want to double your business, you know, and maybe whatever you're making 50,000 right now and you want to make a hundred thousand, like your life looks different with 50 more thousand dollars in it. And so often people think, Oh, it's just going to be like exactly the same. It'll just be easier. Cause I'll have more money. And what I teach my clients to do is get really clear. Like, let's take that hundred thousand and let's look at exactly, you know, are you living in the same place or because you have double, you know, the amount for rent or your mortgage, are you living somewhere else? Are you, you know, are you driving the same car? What kind of vacations are you taking? You know, who, what kind of um, charities are you supporting? If that's something you want to do really, let's take a look at who is that whole person and get really clear on who you are when you're making a hundred thousand dollars or whatever your income intention is. I'm so glad that you did bring that up because the whole life looks different. Like, so everybody might have the ability to look at the consequences in a monetary way, right? Like they can see what mm-hmm. double means on paper and that's all numbers. And yeah, we get that. That's basic math. You can just do that in your head right there, right? 50K to 100K, right? Yeah. But, right? but yeah. then why aren't you thinking about the other consequences, right? And that is the lifestyle consequences. And I mean, positive consequences. I mean, consequences usually is kind of used probably in a a negative tone, like, you know, well, you're gonna have to pay the consequences. So maybe (laughs) that's not that I chose a bad word for that. But you know, you know what I'm saying here. Yeah, definitely. I know we don't look at what's, what else is going into it. And then that's where I feel like that's where I see people get off. So instead of taking that extra time to get clear on that lifestyle, everything that goes with it, they just go straight into action and they start doing more things. What, what's the next step then? I mean, let's say someone gets really clear and they go, okay, look, I can really see, you know, I definitely would be not living here. I would be living over there. Uh, this is also what it would look like out of this kind of car because then I could afford it or whatever those other sort of, um, benefits of the, the doubling the business. What then from there? I mean, obviously there has to be practice put into motion to not just the businessy actions, right? I'm talking about the law of attraction, the, the, the juicy stuff that you're really great at, you know, teaching and also living. Yeah. I love that you highlighted, like, we're not talking yet about the business practices. We're talking about the LOA and the mindset, um, because I think that's where, it becomes important to invest that time up front versus just stepping into business practices. So once you get really clear, so the next step that I take my people through to get even more depth in who they are, once you kind of get an outline, when you understand the lifestyle, it's like, Oh, okay. So I might, I would be doing this. I'd be taking this trip. I'd be doing that. Getting a real feel for that life. I like to take my clients through um, some in-depth scripting practices, which is, 
it's basically writing or speaking as if what you want has already happened. Yeah, I love this. Will you give an example of this? I love doing it myself as well, but you can almost only really sort of, I guess, convey it through sort of example. Yeah. You can, you can make, I know you can just improv one on the spot, right? I mean, <laughs> no, that's, right? but yeah, cause they're, yeah. Yeah. Um, so it could be, you know, I, I talked to a new client today. I heard the excitement in her voice. I felt happy. I'm so grateful. The perfect clients for me always show up. Um, and to break that down a little bit, you know, the way that, you know, there's a lot of different ways of, of scripting and I've kind of practiced and tried out different things over the years to create this formula that works, works for me and is what I teach my client. And it's basically, it gets you into that feeling, that gratitude, it gets into ev- all of the good stuff, uh, in a formula. So, you know, y- you do it in the past tense, um, first person. So I talked to a new client today is basically what happened. And I think of that in, you know, details. Like if I asked you to tell me, okay, what happened yesterday? You would sort of list off a list of things that happen and you guys can try this at home, you know, just think about your day yesterday and you'll probably just go, okay, well, I woke up, I had breakfast, you know, got the kids to school, went to the grocery store, did this, did that, talked to a client. Right. Like a list of things. Yeah. Yeah. It's really like the list. And and by the way, what's absent in that list? Feelings, emotion. We know nothing about (laughs) it. There's like no tone in there. It's just facts. It's just facts, right? Oh, I love that you highlighted that. Totally. It's just facts and it's just a list of facts, right? Which is great because that's what happened. And that's where a lot of people, um, they'll stop, you know, like even if they do take it to the, their clarity where they're like, okay, well, this is all I do. And they kind of list that out. Um, but I like to get into that feeling and emotion because that's where the power is. So it's like, I talk to a new client. Anytime we can activate the senses, I'm big on activating the senses because those help create memories in our brain, right? you everybody's, I love to use this example because everybody's probably walked by someone who was wearing the perfume or the cologne of, uh, likely an ex, or maybe it was your mom or somebody else. <laughs> like the high yeah, school that, boyfriend. Totally. totally. And you're like, that's Ralph Lauren Polo. I know yeah, that. Right? <laughs> and for a second you feel that moment where you're like 16 again, right? You're like, yes. Oh, nope. <laughs> it's a nostalgic, actually a lovely nostalgic, unless it's like a bad memory of where, but like, yeah, you're right. It's this wonderful nostalgic, uh, feeling. It's a feeling of joy. And it's that olfactory. It's the senses that help us create our memories. And so if you can engage your senses in your scripting, you know, like, you know, I heard, you know, the excitement in her voice was in the example, you know, I talked to a new client, I heard the the excitement in her voice and then activate the feelings that you want to be true. So when you look at that life, is it going to be calmer? Is going to be, you know, more peaceful? Is it going to be happier? It's going to be more joyful. Um, really putting those feelings in. I felt happy. Right. And, and the reason to, there's a couple of reasons we know you and I, that, you know, activating those feelings creates better attraction. Um, and from a brain perspective, it, it creates the grooves in your brain that, you know, happy, the more that you feel happy, the more likely your brain is to seek out experiences to feel happy. So it's practicing that. It's creating those grooves, those neuroreceptors that are for happy. Because the more you feel happy, the more you're going to attract that life quicker and easier. And then... Yeah, it keeps just one begets the other 
upon the other. Exactly. Like the, yeah, the more you say it, the more it happens in your brain, the more it happens in your life, happens in your brain. Exactly. It's just that snowball effect, right? You know, it's interesting that people can project the financial result of something they want to happen in their lives, but why not then also project that emotional result, you know? And yeah, also too, I think it's, it's like such a bold move if you think about it. You know what I mean? It's pretty bold. Mm. It's bold. Yeah. It's like, yeah. And people are like, well, I, can't, I don't, I mean, I like, who am I to, who are you? You're it for you. Think it, try it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Think it, try it. Like what, what do you have to lose? Exactly. What do you have to, you know, what do you have to lose by, by practicing? Yeah. And trying it out. Yeah. And then, um, you know, of course the gratitude piece, we know like gratitude and appreciation are some of the most powerful things that we can think and feel in our lives. And so being grateful, you know, for that thing that you're experiencing, right? Like I'm grateful that the perfect clients always show up for me. And what I like about this practice is a lot of people will teach, you know, just make a list of things you're grateful for. And you might write down like, I'm so grateful. I always have enough clients. I'm so grateful the perfect clients show up, which is really fun. But when you tack it on to, you know, talking about the experience and activating the feelings and the senses and all of that, it's, it's more powerful in my experience because you're, you're almost saying it after it's like you've experienced and then you're being grateful for it instead of just being grateful for something that hasn't happened yet. Right. Right. Once someone's, you know, they've gotten clear, they're looking at sort of maybe experiencing some scripting and looking at what that's like, that can still even be almost too brainy for some people. Right. And I know you're, you know, a believer in um, visualization and, you know, also like the action, like you went to the four seasons and you acted like you lived there for a second, you know, for a day. Yeah. Right. And, uh, Definitely. that, that generated all of those feelings of already being, you know, being so grateful to live there. And, you know, people might think that's crazy, but, you know, try it. And I guarantee you, um, <laughs> you know, if you have all the other elements involved, like it's just such a, a great addition to manifesting what you want or intending and, um, such positive momentum towards what you want. What are some, you know, real life examples of people who've had stumbling blocks, either. I I know you've had clients who've probably been even too afraid a little bit to start their own business and didn't even know how. And then other people who were already in it and didn't know how to get further. And, you know, all those different layers. What are a couple of like real life examples of where, you know, someone was here and then was able to get to here, you know? Yeah. Uh, so I'll, um, go back and tell a little bit more about that first story I told where, you know, it happened to be a friend of mine and I was like, I think this workshop is going to be awesome. Uh, but I really wanted to practice it with someone, you know, I wanted to try it out on someone. Um, and so she was stuck and frustrated. She felt, um, she's a running coach. She felt like, you know, she just couldn't sell her program. And so she, she'd created this program. She had about 20 spots available. Uh, and in 90 days she had been able to sell 10 of them, but she was really just feeling like, I can't, I just, I can't, I know how to sell it. It's not working. You know, this is never going to, I mean, she was really at the place where she was ready to give up in her business. Very self-fulfilling prophecy defeatist, by the way, you know, if you keep going in that direction, everybody, then you usually end up, you know, you know, I, you're going to probably end up there because now you're really intending and really on that train, you know? Exactly. Yeah. And so, you know, I just, I said, you know what, I'm going to start this new thing. I need a, you know, basically I need a guinea pig. I think it would really help you if you're into it. And she was like, absolutely. And then, you know, I mentioned the rest of the story at the beginning. So we worked together for three days to really tap into her future self. 
And the key for her is really, and this is most of my clients because a lot of them are coaches, is really seeing that person, seeing themselves as the person who makes a huge impact on other people's lives. Mm-hmm. And, and you, well, there's so many varieties of ways that that could happen, but I'm thinking of one, which is, um, I worked for a company once and the owner was just like, he's like, I'm so, I get so excited when my employees buy homes. Oh, I love that. You know, cause he had ground up it, you know, he was once this person and then ran a company who, you know, hired all those types of people. And so he's, you know, sort of just like busboy to owner, right? Like, you know, mm-hmm. you've been through every level of this. And so he really, of course, understood what it was like, and he ran an incredible company, still around, and great company, treated employees amazing, compensated them wonderfully. But he always was so happy that, you know, and I remember being like, oh, I really can't wait to I agree with that. Like, I remember being like in that moment being like, oh my God, I, I totally hear that. I, I would love that. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. I love it. Yeah. And that's a lot of people. Sometimes it's like they can't get to that place where they can, you know, basically sit in a mirror of themselves in the future and see like, this is what I get to do. You know, like in his case, my employees get to buy houses, you know, for, um, the running coach I was talking about is like her women were making great strides, not only in running, but in self-love and self-care and all of that. And once she knew that version of herself and that version of herself that was living that life, you know, she sent two emails and sold out her program, you know, doubled her business in 10 days. And I love to tell this story because yeah, love it. it's not, you know, she didn't take a copywriting class in the middle. She didn't do any of these other actions. She didn't make her program better. You know, she didn't adjust the price, but who she was, she showed up differently. Yeah. And she added that emotional piece, right? Giving helping, yeah, improving, assisting others, you know what I mean, uh, to it versus just focusing on like the money part. Yeah. And the business part. Mm-hmm. Which is where, you know, most entrepreneurs, especially I'm guessing anyone who is an entrepreneur listening to this podcast, like they probably got started because they wanted to help people. And, but when we're entrepreneurs, we get caught up in that money because that's how you pay the bills. Right. And, and, and a fear sometimes, and depending on the situation or frustrations with something not growing can then beget more frustrations and onward as we <laughs> you know, yes. you know where that goes. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, being able to remember, you know, your future self has helped tons of people, you know, and most likely, um, unless you, you know, have very few clients, but most people who are building a business, you know, if you can look five years out when you've had, you know, I don't know, a hundred clients, 500 clients, a thousand clients, and you can look look back from that place and see all the people that you helped, it's a lot easier to tap back into that, that heart space of giving and being there for that person. And that automatically takes you out of that sort of that stressful spin, frustrated cycle. Well, and, and, and technically, I mean, even an MBA would know, right? So businesses are based on, right? What, what's your product at a service that's adding value? Yeah. Why do people want, right? Yep. There's always like, what are you providing? Mm-hmm. You know, and so to miss that element or really get in there and once you get in there, wow. And then people even probably find their purpose. It's like they knew it deep inside, but then when it's like, yeah, that's right. I mean, that's why I'm doing this whole thing to begin with. You're like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's so, you know, you're like, right. That value, like, what do you bring like that? I don't know um, if, if that affects people on your podcast, but a lot of my clients, like that's sometimes the hardest thing to figure out, right. They know they bring value, but you know, what, when they get, you know, take a class or somebody asks, or it's for this advertising thing or this marketing thing, you know, put it in this sentence or that sentence, like heart, 
people who, you know, come to give and, and heal and help people like get twisted up in that a lot. And, and so, yeah, you're right. Like tapping back into that future place where you've helped and you can see that it makes it easier to answer those questions. Cause I know if you do, you know, anything with marketing or even, um, it happens when I'm on some, I've been on some podcasts recently. And part of the questions, like before you go on is like, you know, you're supposed to give a sentence about exactly what you do. And so tapping into your future self can make all of that stuff easier. I'm laughing because there's no way I could do it in a sentence. And then I end up going like for 15 <laughs> minutes and like, wow, we did not know this was going to happen. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. <you're> like, <laughs> um, in, okay. So doubling business that also, I'm sure you've heard, you know, some, look, people stop themselves, right? Prevent themselves from becoming successful. And sometimes it's fear of even taking the risk, the leap, you know, even not just to expand, but to even start. And so what are some stories or some things that are common that, you know, you hear over time coaching in all of these formats that you coach in, um, that, that are stumblers? Because I know, again, like people identify with that, you know, it's like someone was recently told me that they had just heard something that they read in a book they loved. And then they also heard somebody that was a guest on my podcast who they had been considering like looking into their stuff more. And that person like said that exact quote and they were like, it was so weird. You know And I was like? That's cool. Like, I love when those <laughs> things happen, you know, you kind of see things come together that way. Like, so I know there's like common threads and I know people out there will be able to identify. So can you give us some like classic naysaying stumblers? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I think the biggest one that I see is probably like, is that fear of failure and, I see people, I think I see this a little bit different. So if I don't answer your question, definitely ask more. But um, so often people will come and they'll say, I think I'm afraid of failure or I'm afraid of success. Like they'll, they'll come with that story. They're like, I must be afraid of failure because I can't move forward. Or I must be afraid to succeed because I can't take that next step. And what I like to explain to people is I don't think it's it's a fear of failure, success. Most of the time, sometimes I think it is, but most of the time we just put those words on it because we don't know how else to describe it. What I think it actually is, is it's a fear of the unknown. Our brains don't like to let us go places where they don't know it's going to be safe because that's our brain's job. And it's very primal, um, thing is to, is to keep us safe. And so when it's unknown what success looks like, or it's unknown, like what would happen, you know, I think more often than not, it's, you know, that what we think is fear of failure is like fear of the unknown of stepping into like that next version of ourself. And that's why I talk a lot about getting clarity. And we talked about, you know, get clear on what is, what is your hundred thousand dollars? Like, what does that life look like? Because then it really quiets that part of your brain that's trying to keep you safe and allows it to go, Oh, okay. That's what our life's going to look like. Or, you know, a lot of times this is another big stumbler along the same lines is people will want to go big in their business, right? Because a lot of people teach that, which is awesome. It's like, go big, dream big, but your brain gets hung up. And a lot of people, it's like this fear that I don't know what I'll do with that money. That's that, that, that's one I don't understand. (laughs) Yeah. I definitely, I don't want to understand that one. Uh, no, but really, uh, that's interesting. (laughs) That's really interesting. I've, I've, that's something that I really haven't heard. You mean just really like going, Oh, don't, I don't even know what I would do with all that money. Um, yeah, just like, so why, so why make it or like, give me more on that. Yeah. Like if it's really big, if it's a really big number, like, um, the person I'm thinking of, I think we were, 
we were allocating out 500,000 and it's like, oh, that's, that's too much. But once we, we went through the numbers, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That's the life I want. But when your brain just, and, and sometimes it's not even, I don't know what I'd do with it. Your brain is unfamiliar, right? Right. Or your brain's trying to also bargain with the universe. I'm like, oh no, no, I don't need that much. I can go for lower. If you got, it'll be, it'll be easier to do, do a lower number. Yes. Right there. That <laughs> it, it would just right there a fallacy. Yeah. Right? And that's, that's kind of the mind game. I love that you brought that up. Cause I, um, that wasn't on the top of my head, but it is, it's like, oh, if I go for lower, it'll be easier. And I actually think when you go bigger, it, there's more, it creates more space for you to step into and grow into faster. Well, and it's a real challenge of one's belief. And that is also part of like fear. It might just not be fear of success or failure. And we can get into this one, which is the, I don't know. I mean, I just feel like there's, there's a fear that people have in, you said the unknown, but I believe it's like really lacking. Like, I don't believe this is possible for me. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't believe I can have that. And Oof, you know, that's a tough one. And if you really want something, you have to look at that. And if you're that person that walks by, you know, the yachts in a harbor and goes, huh, must be nice for those people, then you're that person that needs to work on that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Like, exactly. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, because it, and basically what you say when you're saying that, like, you're just really like pushing that life away. Um, every time you're like, well, that's good for them or that wouldn't work for me or I couldn't do that, you know? I mean, how, if someone really kind of had that, where would you start with that? What kind of questions would you start to ask them if they're like, I just, I, I believe it's kind of possible. I just don't know if it's possible for me. So we would actually go, we would, um, if I was working with them as a client, we'd, we'd get clear, we'd go through the process we kind of talked about and we would, um, dive really heavily into the scripting because, seeing yourself in that experience, it, it shifts that belief. Right away it does because you have no doubt, you have no choice but to envision it if you're talking about it, especially if you're being guided by somebody to do so. Yes. Yeah. What are some other things that you'd like our listeners to know if they really want to expand on what they already have and they're going steady and things are good? But you know, I'm sure some people kind of like, I don't want to rock the boat right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But people are afraid of losing it all. If they try to go for something and doubling it sometimes based on some financial moves people will make, I'm assuming that that's kind of a case for a lot of people. Yeah, definitely. I think so. I think when you get to like a comfortable spot, a lot of times people are afraid to, you know, whether it's making an investment in your business, it could be, you know, in, you know, advertising to go bigger, or if you have a new product that you want to launch, whatever it is, making that investment, a lot of times, you know, people will not want to go for it because it's safe. And it's like, well, it's, it could be better, but it's pretty good right now. So I don't want to go for that. And again, when you can get familiar with, um, who you are in the experience, you know, where everything is successful, it just makes taking that leap and saying yes, so much easier you know, and go out and do some, you know, like we talked a little bit about this, about how I would go to the four seasons and experience, and you can do that on any level with anything, you know, you go out and touch that life and it makes it easier to open up and go, okay, I'm going to go for this. Like I trust this. I'm going to go for it. Once you have that experience living a little bit of it. I love it. What are, um, I want to get into your next project, which is, um, a novella you wrote, but before we go there, what are some other things that when you, this topic comes up, 
you know, are some, some top pointers for really people to like, look at aside from getting clear, you know, step into it. I, I don't know. I mean, I guess maybe one of my thoughts, maybe, you know, this is something you would agree with is I guess, look at your language. Look at what you're saying. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, maybe you can jump in there. That's juicy. Yeah, that is juicy. I love, I love, um, the language. So, you know, you even mentioned it a little bit a second ago, you know, are you walking by places and going, Oh, that's nice for someone else. Or are you, you know, speaking in a way that invites and opens up that possibility like, Oh, maybe I'd like to own a yacht someday. Right. You don't even have to jump in your language to that's mine. <laughs> Definitely don't jump. You don't, don't jump on it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. You know, you can, you know, but practice being open, practice, like looking at your language. I'm always looking at my language and thinking, okay. Um, and so one of the biggest things that I teach for language is really to ask, like, am I focused on what I want more of? Cause it's so easy. And I'll give the easiest, you know, everybody knows this example. Like I want to be debt free. Still got the word debt in there. <laughs> yeah. Still got what you probably, what you don't want by saying that. Right. And so, you know, I like ask yourself when you catch yourself, Oh, is that, Oh, is that what I want more of? No. Okay. What do I want more of? Right. That's connected to that. If I want to be debt free, what is it that I want more of? Like, and likely, you know, for most of my clients, it's like, I want more money to play with, or I want more money to travel. I want more money to do what I want with it. Um, and so that's an easy example. Um, another language I always, you know, I like do these ones even like, um, I don't want to be fearless. I want to be courageous. And I like to pay attention just even, is there anywhere in what I'm speaking that isn't what I want more of? And often, you know, sometimes I'll, people will come into my work and they've been to a workshop where they give you a list of things that you're not supposed to say, and you're supposed to say this instead. And I think that's a great place to start, but I always like to come from my future self. You know, we talk about tapping into your future self and looking forward. The questions that I always ask on this, it goes along with this them I give my clients is, you know, would your future self, does she do this? Does she think this? Yeah. Does what do she they think about this? that? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And does she say this? Right. Mm-hmm. And That's it's crazy. a great way to tap in and just adjust that language. Like, Oh no, she would never say that. She would say, yeah, maybe I do want to own a yacht someday. I'm going to, I'm going to at least look and see how much a yacht costs. Yeah. Or how awesome for them. I hope that I have that amount of money and instead of a yacht, I'll buy a chalet, whatever. Right. Yeah, exactly. Take it a step further. (laughs) Add to it. I don't know. Not only am I going to buy a yacht, but no. I'm going to apply the place with the dock to pull it up to. That's right. Or uh, I need the helicopter to fly to get on top of it. Um, Yeah, no, I mean, it's really, and this is not just dispelling, you know, oh, capitalism and just go buy a bunch of stuff. I mean, but we're saying, you know, people do sort of limit themselves from these kind of big dreams. But, you know, the people that have those big dreams and they they have those things and, you know, you can be one of them as well. I heard someone uh, recently was talking about um, how they're extremely frugal with the way that they shop for food, you know, and, and how, well, basically like how they, they like really figured it out. Like, you know, they narrowed it down, like we're able to really save with their family. And, um, but when they were first talking about, it, they said, well, you know, it, it's because we're poor. Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, but do, do, do you want to be, I mean, like maybe you, you know what I mean? I didn't ask, but it was like, it was like that's what you're constantly saying that for like, well, I do this and I'm good at it because we're poor. And it's like, well, it's not to say that that's not a fact in that moment, but 
then it's always in that moment, always in that moment. It's always perpetuated, you know, and it's like, do you want to get out of it? And I actually at least said, well, hey, you know, got to be careful. I mean, declaring we're poor, you know, keep saying that. And it's, um, it's bound to go in that direction. Definitely, you know, or stay there. Yeah. I mean, that's what I always, um, and what I come back to my work too, is like this story that you tell today is the life you live tomorrow. And so I always want to like work on telling that best version of that story, you know, even if it's, you know, like, Ooh, I'm really good. Like I can always provide more than enough for my family. You know, that's the way I'd be telling that story, right? I can always provide more than enough, um, good food for my family versus. Right. And it's still the same thing you're saying without adding the dark <laughs> part of it that, that most people actually don't want. I, well, I don't know any, I mean, and I didn't ask, but I don't know if anyone really wants that. If they do, Hey, okay. But most people don't want to be poor. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Or to feel that way, you know, and yeah, it's, if it's a choice, it's cool. And what I've learned, you know, you mentioned like, you know, we got a little bit on the yacht and the chalet and all this and, and, um, just go buy stuff. And what I've, what I've realized with people is that once they realize like that's a possibility, they actually start a lot of times wanting less. They start refining it. You know, one of my clients, one of my favorite stories is she thought she wanted like this really expensive SUV. And after a while of scripting it and really being in the moment where she had that, she goes, you know what I realized? Like, I just actually do just want my Honda pilot. Like that is what makes me happy. And, but when we open up to the fact that we have all these possibilities, often we get to choose. And a lot of times we, we make different choices or we realize like, Oh, I don't, you know, want the 10,000 square foot house. Cause it's actually like too big. I want, you know, just 3000 or two that, whatever it is. Right. Right. Not everyone wants, you know, gigantic and like huge with, you know, decadent with everything. You know what I mean, there's only so much land to go around anyway, but yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. It's refined. Yeah. Yeah. But what I found, yeah. Is once you realize that possibility, you're like, once you realize like, you're like, oh, I could totally have that. It's amazing how what we think we want changes. And I love watching that. Um, but you have to, you know, what I found with my clients is like really opening up to that possibility. Oh yeah. The yacht and the helicopter and the house and the, this is really what opens up all those, those, um, possibility channels. I love it. Um, you, write a lot. You speak coach. You've got a great podcast called manifest it now, which I forgot to mention, but at the end we'll go over all of this and I'll put links in the show notes, um, to your website and all of the different arenas on social media we can find you in. But it's, I mean, I guess this is you manifested some great publishing opportunities here with these books and are really getting the word out, but this one was different. So tell us about this novella. What, how did that come about? Because that is sort of like a right turn from what people would know you in the arena as doing. Right. And so here you go, venture off into, um, super extra out of this world, creative, right. Not based in people's realities, you know, finances and stuff. So I want to hear how like that came about. Yeah, definitely. Thank you. Um, so it's called choose me and really, you know, I was, um, I was at a business meeting in Tuscany this summer and I think, I think the setting has a lot to do this. So I always like to say, you know, we're hanging out in the infinity pool, looking over the vineyards and the olive groves. And, um, one of my friend was writing, uh, she's writing a novella. And I was like, Oh, that's so cool. And she was, she's been a writer. Like she started, you know, writing novellas and novels, you know, more than once in her life. And I've never done that. 
And I was just, and then I remembered, you know, being in that space, I was like, Oh, I always wanted to write a fiction book, um, that ended differently than most books. And I want to give away sort of what happens in the book, but that it doesn't have sort of that traditional, everything gets tied up in the end sort of thing. And I was like, Oh, and then this story just started coming to me. And I was like, yeah, I want to write this. And it was this place that really called from my soul. Like this is the next move. And I listened to those, you know, in the work that I teach, I, um, we didn't talk about this book, but you know, one of my, the workshop that I actually teach now was really inspired by, my desire and the whole process of writing one of my books on real estate investing. And it was the same sort of pull, like I got to write this book. I got to write this book. And at the end I was sort of like, I don't even know, this isn't really the direction, you know, it is what I do. I own multiple properties, but this isn't really what I'm going to teach. This isn't, you know, it was kind of off, but it was like, I got to do it. And I realized later, you know, the energy and momentum that was created there is how I figured out the workshop that I teach now, because I, um, did it in three days and nice. Yeah. And so I knew that I had to sort of listen when the novella was knocking at my soul. And so I did it and I jumped in and I'm really like, what's come out of it is it's amazing. You know, I've gotten a lot of feedback from people that are like, thank you for writing this and, and making sort of this lesson available in a different way. Uh, but I also got what's going to be one of my signature talks from one of my characters, you know, really one of the things that, you know, for speaking and, and the talk is called who really saved Cinderella. Um, but that came out of, you know, one of the characters when I was just writing and she's like giving this speech and I'm like, this is a talk that really ties into law of attraction and my life. And so really the novella came out of just following that path. And I taught, I teach my, my people to listen to the whispers. And sometimes you don't know why you're being called to reach out to this person or you're being called to take this course and it might not be, you know, course or do this thing, whatever it is. And often it's not, you know, like in terms of a course, it might not be because you needed that course, but it was like to meet the next person that you needed, you know, and same with the, Yeah. Absolutely. One thing leads to you just, you have to find that's how I'm where I am right now. You know, talking to you guys too. It's this accidental, but kind of aligned with things that I wanted to do anyway, but never just, you know, sometimes the universe knows a, a better way to it and a different expression of it that you could not have imagined, you know? Um, and so is there now, is it like super secret or can you give us like the elevator pitch back of the book, like synopsis or is there any kind of, you know, detailed, like little information we can get on it on what it's about? Yeah, definitely. So it's, um, working girl, Melanie Jenkins. She just, she just got promoted. She's taking over, um, for this woman named Dottie at her job. And in this promotion, she's taking over because Dottie's getting ready to sail around the world with her husband. And um, Dottie becomes her sidekick and really sort of her life coach along the way. And because Melanie, once she gets the promotion, she realized she sort of put her life on hold for work, right? She's been dedicated to work, but, you know, she's like, you know, maybe I got to have more fun in my life. And she just, you know, decides to be spontaneous and, um, meets a guy named Josh who, um, turns her world upside down. And so it's the journey to, you know, Ooh, adjusting juicy romance in this. <laughs> there is. Ooh, I'm so excited to read it. I know you <laughs> sent it to me like the other day and I haven't dug in yet, but I'm so excited now. 
good. I'm glad. I'll just, I'll give you fair warning. <laughs> Everyone I hear, they're like, I can't put it down. I get, yeah. <laughs> I get these messages from my friends. They're like, so I just tell everyone, I'm like, yeah, just be prepared to finish it. My friend's like, the only problem with your book is I can't put it down. No, that's great. Hey, what a wonderful first class book problem to have. <laughs> I know, right? So I know. And being a first time, you know, writer, I've started to own this like writer versus author because to me, they're a little bit different. Um, well, here, well, the way I look at it is author, usually people associate that with books solely. Yes. And even though I guess you say like authored an article, but I guess those two, like articles of books. And so writer encompasses so many different things. Like, you know, I mean, I do screenplays, sitcoms and documentary. Like, I, you know, the, there's the whole, there's a whole vast, you know, group. So I think writer just covers pretty much all of it. Yeah. And it's a little more for me, it's like on the creative side. I don't know if that's how you feel, but for me, it felt like more owning that creative side of me. Yeah. Well, it was weird for me because I guess I always identified as a writer first and then I had to actually step in and be like, author, that's weird. Oh, interesting. Oh, I love, I mean, I love that we get to sort of share yeah, the author opposite. was really weird. Yeah. It was weird. I was like, oh, cause, cause of course, you know, the publishing company, they do write about it and then they'll be like about the author, you know, right. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. And I saw that. I was like, that's funny. I mean, I've been writing for a while, but like not you book. It just, it's my first book. So, uh, that was just interesting. You know, I actually wrote a couple articles before that, but it still was just like, I'm a writer that wrote a couple articles. Yeah. You know what I mean? Not an author of articles. So author, I think people really do associate with, oh, you're an author, you know, and they really go write for book. They don't say like, oh, what sitcom did you write? <laughs> right? Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I think writer is just all encompassing unless you are just a book writer. And I guess, you know, you've published how many before this novella that were nonfiction books? Um, six. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> Thank uh, by you. the way, everyone out there like talk about getting it done, <laughs> making it happen. Um, yeah. So, I mean, by the time you got to this, right. I mean, that's amazing. I mean, so six, six books before this, and then finally like your jump. So you were pretty much like author, 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 author. Yes. Yeah. And that's what I identify. And then like to, to sort of own this writer. Yeah. It's kind of the same thing you had with author. It's, it's fun to see that with welcome to the other side. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> That's so great. Um, so to, uh, choose me and we can find that on Amazon and then let us know, you know, how do we find you? You're on social media. I know you've got for the manifest 10 K program. You do have a Facebook group for all of your programs. Tell us, you know, we want to find out more about you. How do we get started? Definitely. So you can go to CassieParks.com, C-A-S-S-I-E, Parks.com, and you can, you know, find out more about Double Your Business there. And, you know, if you just want to stay in contact, you can get on my list there. Um, and you can also join Manifest 10K there. Uh, and then, of course, you can find any of my books on Amazon. You can just put in Cassie Parks. Um, and I do have a, um, I'm doing a promotion if anyone wants the print copy of manifest 10,000, you go to manifest 10,000 book.com and you you pre-order from Amazon or anywhere else. Um, I'll actually send you a book now since they're not out until May. Oh, you're actually printing them. That's great. Yeah. Instead of, so it was, it's initially, initially it was just an ebook, right? And so now you're doing the printed version. That's awesome. Yeah. It's exciting. So it's going to be in, um, so this manifest 10,000 has a, actually these next three have, New York publishing deal. So they'll be in bookstores. It'll be in bookstores May 16th. Yay. Yeah. Excellent. Can't <laughs> wait for that. Yeah. So yeah, just doing the pre-order, giving one for free. And that way when it comes, you know, you can share it with somebody. It's always easier. I feel like to share 
something that you have, you know, versus saying to someone, I think you should read this book. Here's a thumb drive. Here's a thumb drive. Uh, enjoy. Like, that's like you're asking someone to do work for you. Yes, right? <laughs> it, kind of, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Uh, so I, I totally hear you. And it's really tangible when it's in one's hands and you're bound to at least flip through an open and get curious, even if you're resistant. So it's a good, it's a good thing to have a physical book. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I can't wait. I know. I'm ex- I'm excited. And all of that really is, you know, I tie I tie that all back to my future self, like guiding me the right timing of of just certain things and and listening. I guess I'm just gonna end this call with um how how are you doing at the four seasons? Rough over there? Having a rough time? <laughs> <laughs> totally. I mean Isn't it? are you loving it? Are you still just loving it? Oh my gosh. I absolutely love it. Uh, I was, you know, I'm sitting here looking at this gorgeous mountain view. Um, I just, I love it. And it's just so it's, it fits my lifestyle in addition to like loving it, you know, it's convenient cause I can have my workshops here and they bring up the tables and chairs, or if someone's coming into town, they bring up the rollaway bed. I just, I love living here so much. Yeah. It really is perfect for what you do. <laughs> we talk about just like live work search situation. I mean, it's great. Um, yeah, no, I love that. I have actually um, not really known anyone who's lived in a hotel. So it's awesome. I love hearing about it. And I love the Four Seasons. So um, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I can't wait. To, I can't wait to read the novella. And uh, thank you so much for all of your contributions. And also, you know, if anyone wants to just get to know Cassie a little bit more and what her coaching's like before you jump into these things, you can go to Manifest It Now on iTunes. It's her and Ginny Gain, um, another LOA coach. And, you know, they're, they're 30 minute podcasts on there. They're wonderful. And you can really just, if you need to start to get a little bit more positive about life and you're just poo poo in every angle of your existence, <laughs> then I would say, go check out their podcast. You're really going to love them. And it's all positive and it's all good. And it's all about self-improvement and self-love. And you know, that, that helps with business. Definitely helps with business. <laughs> So thank you so much for joining us and we'll definitely have you back and uh, congratulations. And we wish you all of the success with um, the book release as well in May. Thank you so much for having me. It's always so much fun to hang out with you. Hi folks, Mark Sisson here. And I'd like to tell you about my biggest undertaking yet, the Primal Health Coach Program. My mission is to create a global network of primal health coaches to help transform the health and consciousness of our communities into ones of optimal wellness and happiness. Becoming a primal health coach empowers you to take your primal passions to the next level and embark on a career you love, inspiring others to live lives of vitality and lasting wellness. If you dream of a career in health coaching, but have been held back by worries, such as the investment of time and money, then I encourage you to hesitate no longer. Health coaching is the fastest growing specialty in all of coaching, and we've created an online education program that allows you to learn from the comfort of your own home and at your own pace. The world needs primal health coaches to provide a blend of ancestral wellness solutions to the modern health crisis. The world needs you. Are you ready to become one of the world's most trusted, experienced, and knowledgeable health coaches? To learn more about this online certification program and to take the first step toward a career you love, visit PrimalHealthCoach.com and subscribe.